North Shore and everyone around the world. Vito here from Smoke 'em If You Got 'em. Vincenzo. Folks, uh, we've had a little bit of a layoff uh, between podcasts. I I had to travel up to uh, the Sierra Nevadas uh, on some family matters. Uh, but uh, back now, glad to be home, back in the spring, almost summer weather here in Louisiana. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's it's gorgeous. It looks like we're actually going to get some rain today, which would be nice. Uh, well, they've had rain for the last several days in, uh, over by Austin. It's heading this way, so I imagine that uh, we'll probably be getting some here shortly. I thought it was going to rain yesterday, but it didn't, so that's... Well, good. Well, I I woke up yesterday to over eight inches of snow uh, that happened overnight up there in the Reno Sparks area, which was good. It was our last day in town there. We we flew back in, and we'll we'll get to that story here in a minute. Uh, it was nice. I mean, the snow was still on the mountains. I mean, if you paid attention to anything. Uh, they're they're saying that the ski slopes are probably going to stay open into June oh, wow. th- this year just because of the snowpack that's still up there. Wow! And then I mean, up in the, I mean, there in Reno you're at a good elevation, but I mean, just right outside of town you're getting up in seven eight thousand feet elevation. You know where where you're over at Mount Heavenly and, and North Star and Squaw Valley and everything where all the s- skiing really takes place and. So I know they got they had to get over a foot something yesterday because as we were flying out of town, uh, our plane left at about you know you know quarter of five. The snow was coming down again, pretty heavy, uh, which was nice because my my son uh, he's two and a half and uh, he 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 was out there in January visiting his grandparents with my wife and. Uh, you know, they got to build a snowman and stuff. He had got to do Snow Angel for the first time, and he got to do some some, some sledding. But uh, it's the first time I've been there with him in the snow, so he got to play with Dad in the snow, and we had a snowball fight and good. made a small little snowman. And <clears throat> So it was good for his last day in town to for us to get some fresh snow. Good. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we, we were there for, like I said, family matters, uh, but, you know, we, we made a little bit of time to get out and about. I made sure to stop by the Hataway Cigar Lounge there on, on Virginia Street. We've talked about them before. I mean, still, I mean, just fantastic cigars, great people. Uh, and their family is actually about to get a little bit bigger. Uh, Sylvia, uh, who runs the place there, uh, she is expecting her first child, her and her husband, Brad, to be born in June. So congratulations to them. They're fantastic people i've known sylvia and brad for a long time couldn't be happier for them i know they're going to be amazing parents so again congratulations uh looking forward to uh, meeting that baby someday this summer because uh, uh my wife and i'll probably be traveling back out there in june for just a few days it won't be a long trip this time not that this this one was five six days really five days one day in traveling but uh you know, other than stopping by Hataway and seeing the folks there, it's good to see some of the old faces. Uh, you know, they were all happy to hear that we were down here and outside of New Orleans area and uh, opened a cigar lounge. Uh, so, you know, I passed out cards to all of them, and a lot of them are travel. I mean, most most of those 
guys are retired. The ones that aren't, uh, they're, you know, they're getting close to retirement age, and but they, so they're travelers. I mean, a lot of them ride their bikes. Great area if you if you're a Harley Harley man or woman. A great area for bikes up there. But uh, a lot of them come down to New Orleans at least once a year or, or somewhat regular. And so they were happy to hear we were here. So I'm looking forward to seeing them in our, our lounge and showing them about. Um, so it was good. And, of course, you know, you've heard us go off on our sushi rant. <laughs> uh, made it over to uh, the joint uh, with a bunch of my wife's family. We had we had 14 of us there at the table all ordering the all-you-can-eat sushi and just throwing down. And I'm going to tell you what. It was Friday night when we made it out. It was the first opportunity where everybody would be available to go out and have dinner together. And the place was packed. You know, we were on an hour wait. We get sat down. And mind you, there's 14 of us. And, you know, you hear you hear all you can eat. It's not a buffet, folks. You sit down at a table. They come by. They give you excellent service. Um, and they have, you know, you have the menu like any restaurant. But they also, <clears throat> they give you an order sheet. And you put down what you want, how many long rolls or nigiri or sashimi, what, whatever it is you want. If you want some mussels, if you want quail egg shooters, you want long rolls, hand rolls. You know, you just write it all down on the sheet, uh, really making check marks because the sheet's all, everything they have is on the order sheet. And you give it to the to the server. They take it back there. And, I mean, they were banging this food out. And if you've ever had sushi on that style with that many people, basically the the plates are hitting the table and everybody's in there with their chopsticks grabbing one or two rolls off of each one and the plates are just circling. And by the time the plate comes back around, it's empty if it makes the whole circle of the table. I mean, we, we must have started out, I bet, with 20 long rolls and, you know, a couple orders of mussels some calamari, uh, five quail egg shooters. There's only a couple of us that would do the quail egg shooters. I mean, we put in a healthy size order, and that stuff was gone in a blink of an eye. And then we're ordering another sheet. And uh, I honestly think you eat less that way because, uh, I mean, I got to try everything. But, like, when my wife and I just go, you know, we'll probably only eat five or six rolls between the two of us. And a couple of hand rolls, you know, but uh, I, it was fun. It was it was good to see everybody. But the sushi out there is just still amazing. Good. But uh, before before I get to the travel stories, uh, how'd everything go here last week? It was good. It's good. We had uh, was pretty busy here. Uh, just. Normal days, just a good good time all around. Yep, uh, nothing uh, overly exciting, but never a dull moment here anyway. But no, it was good. It was good. Good. And uh, uh, if you're not familiar with this area, you've, you've probably never heard of a gentleman named Greyhawk. Uh, fantastic musician. Uh, just an all-around great person to talk to, uh, conversation-wise, his stories, his travels. But uh, he's got his own tea and his own cigar. 
Oh, yeah. And uh, you've had the tea. I'm going to have some later today. So um, tell me about this Greyhawk tea. It, it is. Uh, give me one, one second. I'll, let me get some information real quick. Well, while he's grabbing information, uh, you can find this tea at the tea room. The, the English Tea Room and Eatery in Covington. Um, so the Greyhawk Tea, uh, one of these days we'll have him on the podcast and he can explain how it came about. It's, it's a very interesting story. But it, it's a uh, one two parts Windsor Castle black tea, two parts jasmine with flowers, green tea, and one part Lapsang Soshong. Tea. I I probably did not pronounce that right. I don't really care. It it is specifically blended uh, to enjoy while you're smoking a cigar. The uh, that blend has a very smoky flavor to it, and just with the jasmine, it's just I I can't even explain it. It's probably the best tea I've ever had. So get in your cars, your planes, trains, automobiles, your boats, submarines, whatever you got, your, you know, yachts the size of small islands, come over here to Mandeville, go down to the English Tea Room in Covington, try some of this Greyhawk tea, Uh, and of course you're going to have to come by here, get a cigar to go with it. But yeah, Greyhawks are just uh, an incredible guy. I'm, I'm glad that he's he's here and he enjoys being a part of of the smoke. Him if you got him lounge, yeah, I'd be in here sometime today too. Well, good. Well, hopefully he is. Maybe we can we can get him on a little segment of the podcast. We can plug in for tomorrow. But uh, <clears throat> well, yeah, Mardi Gras over. We're into the forty days. Uh, leading into Easter, we've got uh, St. Patrick's Day coming up uh, soon, right? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the seventeenth, I believe. So we're we're what eleven mean? days. Yep, eleven days. St. Patrick's Day, that's a fun time. If if you're flying Southwest, they give complimentary beverage service, alcoholic beverage service, uh, to anyone twenty one years or older. On St. Patrick's Day. Do they? Yes, they do. Man. Another reason I, I love Southwest. And Southwest is great. They, uh, I've never had a bad experience on them. The staff is always friendly. The seats are comfortable. Do they still give out peanuts? I, I yeah, Last they, time I flew well, they don't just Southwest, give out peanuts. They, they give out peanuts, and then they, they give out... Uh, they've yeah. got usually two different kinds of uh, cracker or pretzel. I mean, they've got the little pretzels, too, but... They, they also give you, like, some baked Lay's or some other kind of grain crackers. I mean, they've, they've got some decent options for their complimentary service. Um, but, yeah, no, I still continue to have great experiences with Southwest. And I've flown in and out of Reno a lot. And, and you, you always know that it's, it's going to be a little bumpy. It's flying into the Washoe Valley. There, uh, it's it's a tight little pocket airport to land at, but you, you usually, I mean, and we were having a lot of snow. There's a lot of gale force wind, so we knew it was going to be rough leaving, and it was kind of rough. You could feel the strain on the airplane getting up and getting out. 
but landing in Vegas usually isn't that big of a deal. And I've never really been concerned about a landing until last night when we were landing in Vegas. This plane was jumping, and they struggled to put it down on the on the runway. And as soon as they did, you know, the flaps come up. They, they hit the reverse engines and the brakes to slow that thing down. I've never had a pilot have to stop this thing so quickly. It was abrupt. And, I mean, they did it great and professionally. And, I mean, they had to do it that way to get us down safely. But I've never been shaken up like that on a landing of a plane. Um, but, uh, you know, I was, I was telling them, uh, we've, we've got a great group of guys that come in here, Cigar Bros. And they call Reno the biggest little city in the world. And, and when we lived there, you would see everybody you know just about everywhere you go and not by any kind of plan or coincidence. I mean, you just didn't matter what you were doing. You're going to run into somebody, you know, well, since we've left there, when we go back to visit, we never seem to run into anybody we know anywhere, but the airport was always a thing. When we would travel and fly out of places, you're like, you know, there's, you know, a lot of people fly into Reno to go to Tahoe and things like that. So you get the tourist traffic but one thing I've always noted is I, I never see anybody I know at the airport flying into or leaving Reno. And I'm always like, how, how is that possible? I mean, I never see anybody in the airport. So my wife and son and I, were, we're through security. We're, we're passing by the terminal, and we've got him out. He's, he's running around before the long, long series of flights to get back here. And I see a guy sitting at the terminal and he's kind of making a hand motion at me and i'm like i know that dude and then it hit me oh that's one of the cigar bros that's that's dallas from the cigar bros and uh go up shake hands and i was like hey man what are you doing here and he's and he was he had been at mount heavenly snowboarding with his girlfriend and her family and uh you know he lives here in mandeville and i was like you know of all the places to run into somebody from mandeville louisiana I didn't figure the Reno airport was going to be it. It was the second littlest big town, apparently. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and that was good. And obviously, he was flying back home. And so, we all had the long duration. We we didn't get back into New Orleans until after midnight. And then we had to go to the park and fly. And this is uh, the trip from Vegas to New Orleans Nothing was wrong with the staff, the crew, the flight. But people have lost their ever-loving minds with carry-on luggage. And I'm putting it out there now, and I want everybody to write in. Podcast at smokeemifyougotem.com. Let's get some feedback. Go on the Facebook. Go on the Instagram. Uh, email us at smokeemifyougotem.com. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't care how you get the message to us. I want to hear from folks who travel, and we've got a lot of people from around the world that, that listen to the podcast, so give us your feedback. I'm, I'm ready for this whole carry-on thing to go away. I want everything to be checked luggage. I mean, I and obviously you're going to have people, well, women are going to bring their purses, and if you have kids, they're going to have to bring something for the kids. I, I get there's going to be that small Lee area, that, that, that small little thing, but that's fine. You know what? shrink those overhead storages where they will fit 
a little a child's bottle bag, a woman's purse, or you know what? I you can figure it out. We're intelligent people. We can make a plane fly. You know, we can send satellites deep into space that can find other inhabitable planets. Let's figure out this damn carry-on luggage situation because it's not just a single carry-on. I mean, especially Southwest, where you get two free bags. You know, so these people, I don't know if they all checked luggage and they had their carry-ons, but this one woman, she had like five different things. And I'm sitting there thinking like, how did she get away with carrying all that shit onto the plane? And uh, obviously she traveled for a living. She had this thing down pat. She had her, her roll-on bag and attached to it with with one of those strap cords she had three other bags, and then she had her purse, and then she had another bag over her shoulder. And she's taken up an entire overhead compartment herself, plus the underneath of the seat. And people don't understand it. I mean, they even tell you as you're boarding the plane, step out of the aisle to let the people behind you pass, and then put away your stored luggage. Nobody gets this. Nobody fucking <laughs> understands this. And I'm just like, you know, you know how much time you could take out of travel of boarding and deboarding a plane if there was no damn carry-on luggage? It's a train wreck. Be out that plane in five minutes. It's a train wreck. And think of how much nicer they can make the planes without all that overhead storage. Uh, I just, you know what? Check your damn bags, people, because you're ridiculous. I mean, this one guy had a duffel bag the size of him, and he was not a small guy. I was like, how does that even classify as carry-on? You know, I've I've had a, I have a small little bag when I would travel a lot for work. I had a small little duffel bag that was made for carry-on service because most times I was I was in a place at night and then I was back home. And I've had them make me check that before at the gate because it was just a little bit too it you know it was perfect length and width but it was a little bit too full. And so they made me pay to check the damn bag at the gate. And but when the plane stops and you you get to the gate, I don't understand why people don't understand that they're only exiting the plane from one door. And I know you've been sitting down, maybe you want to stretch your legs, but do you, people not understand how much longer you make this process? When everybody stands up, start rummaging through their things, and people in the back of the plane, which they do this on purpose, when they're entering the plane, they put their luggage as far forward as possible. That way, when the plane stops, these people come like running from the back, like, oh, I've got to get to my luggage. It's up here. We understand what you're doing. Don't be an ass. You're just trying to get off the plane faster. You didn't do something... You know, that just mystified the rest of us. We know who you are. So, yes, I'm going to rant about that. And I want to hear from everybody. Podcast at smokingwithyougotem.com. Let's hear how many people hate this carry-on luggage situation. I mean, something's got to change. Or, you know what? If if you don't want to check luggage, then let's go to everything carry-on. Get rid of that undercarriage part and just make... Two two tiered planes. They used to have them. Planes that had 
and upper deck and lower deck and just get rid of the undercarriage, have seating on the bottom, have seating on the top, let everybody carry all their crap on and deal with it that way. Then you don't have to go to the baggage uh, area and wait for the all your baggage to get there and come around the carousel and deal with that nightmare. Um, there's few airports that have it down pat. Tampa's one of them. If you've ever flied through, flown, flown through the Tampa airport, that place is a machine. They've got it down pat from the parking to the security to the, to the terminal gates, your baggage pickup. Tampa has it down. They've got it down. But uh, so we finally get the luggage. Get off the plane. Get the luggage. It's after midnight. The airport's all shut down. And we, we were so tight on time. Because we were, we were late leaving Reno because of the snow. And they made up as much time as they could. But uh, we had literally seven minutes to get from our flight from Reno to our connecting flight. Luckily, it was only about six gates down in the same terminal. So, I mean, we had no time to stop and go to the restroom, grab something to eat, nothing. So we basically you know, got off the plane, went and boarded the other one. In fact, by the time we got to that gate, they were already boarding the B, the, the B passengers. Uh, they were about to be in the final boarding class when we got to the gate, so we were lucky to make that connection. So we, we used the park and fly. You've got U.S. park and park and fly. If you're staying somewhere long term, you don't want to leave your car at the airport and get charged $24 a day or something. Um, park and fly used to be 4 or $5 a day. Then it crept up to like 6 $7 a day to leave your car there. And it's an off-site parking spot. You park your vehicle there. They have covered and uncovered. And they transport you to the airport. And then when you come back, you you call them or you just wait for the transport to come to the airport. They take you back over there, get your vehicle, you pay, you leave. It is now $13 a day. Good night. Now, that was because of the Mardi Gras festivals. Their holiday price was $13 a day. But the regular price is $11 a day now. Not much better? No. I mean, we, we spent over 90 bucks at the park and fly just to leave our car there for six days. And it used to be 90 bucks to get you a whole month. I, I mean, it's, cl- it's rid- pretty close. anyway. It's ridiculous. And I appreciate the service, but you folks have got to think about, I mean, it's, it costs enough to fly. And to stay someplace. Luckily, we were able to stay with my wife's family. But, you know, people are spending... You want people to get out there and travel? You're talking about getting this economy moving? My goodness. If you... I mean, somebody's taking a week vacation. I mean, we were only there... The car was there for like five days and 20 hours. So not quite six days. You know, almost 100 bucks. I mean, get it together, folks. You're killing the economy with this stuff. Uh, It's just, it's wrong. Uh, And then my son was hungry. He he slept most of the flight. 
and then he was hungry. You know, it's it's after one in the morning by this point. So we hit Veterans Boulevard because it's going to be the only place anything's open. And the only places that were still open, uh, you know, obviously IHOP, Waffle House, but we weren't stopping in anywhere. So we pulled through the McDonald's because it's, it's on the same side of the road. And Lay says, uh, it's going to be 15 minutes before we take any orders. We're in our overnight transition. So I'm like, all right, well, damn. So on the opposite side of Veterans was the Taco Bell. It's like, let's go there. This had to have been the freshest, best Taco Bell food we've ever eaten. Uh, my wife got a crunch wrap box. Is this the one in Metairie? Yeah, the one the, uh, like the it, one it, that uh, you go past the mall and you're, you're heading down Veterans like back towards the airport. It's it's right there near the Panda Express and the Chick Fil A. Okay, so it's it's not the one that uh, that we made that, that illegal yeah, turn into. It was it was. We do not do illegal things. It happens, folks. It happens. Look, sometimes you just got to commit. You got to commit to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if if you're if you get on veterans right there at the mall, and then you keep going past it, past the the loggers and the Buffalo Wild Wings, and you head on down towards uh, Bobby A Bear's restaurant, it's not quite as far down as A Bear's. Okay, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. That Taco Bell, I got to give that crew, <laughs> that team. I mean, they were wrapped around, and they got that food out. I'm going to tell you what, and it wasn't just hot. It was fresh. Those were the freshest taco shells I've ever eaten. Everything we got was fresh, hot, perfect. And the staff was happy to be there. So i got to give you compliments, Taco Bell, on Veterans. You did a fantastic job. The food was amazing. Well, my son didn't want Taco Bell. So, I mean, my wife and I got a couple tacos and a crunch wrap. And so I was like, okay, we'll loop back around. It's been 15 minutes. Uh, we'll go we'll go get him a cheeseburger and some fries because that's what he wanted. And he'd been traveling all day just like us. I wasn't going to argue with him. I could care less if it was like 1.30 in the morning by this point. I'm going to get my son something that he wants because he's been a trooper. Well, the McDonald's drive-thru, there was maybe five, six cars in front of us. This took forever. I ordered a cheeseburger and some fries. Every car in front of us. I mean, I swear, there, there had to only been two people in there working this night shift. But nobody was getting a lot of food because I could see the bags coming out of the window. I mean, you got a pretty good idea if these people ordered a ton of food or not. They were just small bags coming out the window. <clears throat> we were there over a half hour. Could have been longer. Uh, just getting a cheeseburger and a you fry. You got in there and asked if you just make it yourself. Well, they had the, they had the inside locked. You can't go in that time of night. It's just drive through only. Which makes it easier on you. Look, I spent a lot of time in the restaurant industry, but the 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 people were not happy to be there, or at least the person I saw. And there couldn't have been more than one other person because it took way too much time. But the worst side of that was, not only was it taking so much time, and I know they had downtime because they wouldn't take our order the first time we went through there. The fries were hot, but his burger was cold. 
And I was like, how does this happen? Uh, I didn't give a shit. Neither did he. Um, you know, he, he really only ate the fries. He took a bite or two of the cheeseburger. I mean, the cheese wasn't even melted. You know, he didn't enjoy it. But he didn't complain. He, he had his fries. He was happy. Um, so, McDonald's, shame on you. Don't be open 24 hours if you can't staff for 24-hour service. Don't give me your your crummy attitude like I just need to be grateful you're open. Because I'm going to tell you what, Taco Bell's whooping your ass. Hot, fresh food, quick, friendly service. And you guys are struggling to serve a cheeseburger. So, McDonald's, wake up. Close down at 10 o'clock. Let people go home and sleep or staff the place to put out some good food and good service. Uh, and so we got home like 2.30 something this morning and uh, and was happy to be home, uh, be back at the house. Um, glad to be back here, smoke some cigars, catch up on the shop gossip. Um, see you're smoking a sniper today from Gurkha. Yep. <clears throat> How's your sniper? It's good. It's good. It's, uh, usually I, I don't quite go that robust and strong this early, but Monday I figured I'd start out strong and start out with a bang, if you will. Good deal. I'm trying to get this Instagram picture... I'm trying to edit it, and it's not cooperating. It's not doing what I want it to do. I'm I'm sure you'll figure it out. Well, the, oh, the no. picture that uh, he's going to post is while we were there, um, my wife's grandmother had, had a collection of, of wine and stuff, and I was able to look through it. And I found one bottle that I brought back for the shop that we're probably never going to drink. Uh Maybe we will. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it. But it's a it's a celebrity celebrity collection series, nineteen ninety six, California Red, Frank Sinatra. Uh, you know, twenty one year old bottle, well kept and preserved, beautiful bottle. But yeah, it's a Frank Sinatra series, California Red. Uh, when I saw it, I was excited to see it and was was glad to have it. And we brought it here because we've if you've not been in the lounge, we've got some Rat Pack pictures. We've got, you know, Tony Soprano canvases. And we've got pictures with all the, uh, with all the mafia, mafia families. And so Frank Sinatra deserved to be here with us. And so that, that was a fun find while we were there. Uh, Outside of that, uh, went up to Virginia City. Uh, obviously, if you're a fan of Bonanza, you're familiar with Virginia City. Uh, you got the Bucket of Blood up there, a, a bunch of iconic little shops, great uh, great craftsmanship, antiques, etc. I mean, if you're looking for some fine hats or anything like that, go to Virginia City. But they have some great candy makers there. And we had a person in the lounge that was out in Sacramento, um, and if you've ever been to Old Sac, they've got some great uh, candy shops there as well, and they've got some good saltwater taffy. And that person failed to bring saltwater taffy back to the lounge, so I made sure whilst I was in Virginia City 
I got us a, a good selection of some fresh saltwater taffy, and they've got endless varieties of saltwater taffy. <clears throat> and so, I mean, I, I grabbed like two of each. Uh, some of them I grabbed a few more, so we've got us a nice bag of saltwater taffy here. And we've got uh, one of the Distinguished Ruffian uh, members, the Captain Blake. He's a licorice fan, but he likes strong licorice. Well, the only strong licorice I like is my Jaeger. Well, yeah, Jaeger. I don't, I don't do strong licorice other than that. Well, that, this one uh, candy shop there has an insane collection of everything lic- licorice or anise and they've got it from all over the world. You know, they've got Danish, Swedish, uh, they've got some French licorice. Um, you know, they they've got some Scottish licorice. They they've got your licorice needs covered. <laughs> and so I made sure to get him a good selection of everything licorice. Um, so he'll be happy when he gets that. But uh, yeah. So as far as. Uh, Pipes and cigar news goes, folks. Uh, we're we're getting closer to the day where uh, the great folks at Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, Steve Saka and his family, uh, they'll have the new Moisture to Saka cigar out very soon. Um, should have. Uh, I know some areas are starting to see the Andalusian Bull fl- float back in. I'll be talking to our rep this week. Hopefully, we've got some Andalusian bulls that are going to be available to us. Um, you know, we're looking forward to the summer. All these off-site events that we can uh, tie into. You know, there's going to be a lot of golfing events coming up. Hopefully, we'll we'll be out there at as many as we can be. Sponsor a hole here and there. But uh, the most current thing coming up is Saturday, March 11th. Uh, the Distinguished Ruffians. Uh, joined with the PTSD Foundation of America are sponsoring a airsoft long shoot competition in Ponchatoula. Folks, you can go on the Distinguished Ruffian uh, website. You can go on the Louisiana-Mississippi chapter Instagram uh, page. You can go on our page uh, and you'll see information about the airsoft long shoot competition this Saturday, March 11th, the first shot's going to take place at 12 noon. It's $10 entry fee. Uh, we'll be out there. We're going to be selling some cigars. All the proceeds are going to the PTSD Foundation of America. So please make sure you check it out. If you're in this area and you have some time on your hands Saturday, March 11th, please come out. Support a great cause for the people that have fought for our country to keep us safe, keep us free. Uh, let's help them out every way that we can. Um, outside of that, we, we don't have any more events planned as of yet, but uh, April's going to be looking great into May, June, the, the rest of the summer. We're going to be out there, whether it's off-site or on-site, we're going to do some fun things. Uh, looking forward to all the new cigars that are going to be coming out this year. Is that about cover everything? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one thing. Where did I put it? Uh, 
we've got uh, Drunk Monkey Clothing Company in the house back there in the corner, and uh, Mr. Ross talking loudly. Who did the... Oh, hold on. What are you looking for? An article I, I found a few minutes ago. The, uh... Oh. Who, who did the... If you could talk in complete sentences, it would be helpful. There it is. <clears throat> so, the children over in uh, the Atlanta Falcons organization blame Lady Gaga for their Super Bowl loss. How, you might ask? They said she played too long. <laughs> I can't make this up. <laughs> so Lady Atlanta, Gaga, who actually gave a very great performance, oh, tasteful, fantastic. non-political, she got out there and sang, which is her job to do, and she performed. That's why the Falcons... If you want to blame it on something, don't blame it on the length of the experience. Blame it on the fact that Lady Gaga is hot and you were distracted. They said that it killed... Because her... Halftime show was longer than 15 minutes. It killed their momentum, and she is the reason they lost the Super Bowl. Well, clearly I understand that this is the second Super Bowl loss for the Falcons. Maybe they did not get it the first go-round. The Super Bowl halftime is always longer than a regular halftime. But In fact, I'm going to go ahead and call out. The child that said this is their wide receiver, Muhammad Sanu. Sanu. Being Boo-hoo, Sanu. Yeah. Boo-hoo. Hey, hey, Sanu, how many rings does your organization have? Yeah. Go Saints. Clearly, that did not affect anybody else that was playing in that game, uh, yeah, but I mean, Julio Jones still came out and threw down the second half. Matt Ryan still came out and threw down the second half. Your hey, coaches hey, lost that game for you in the fourth quarter, Sanu. Hey, hey, Sanu, next time you uh, make it to the Super Bowl, go ahead and bring your security blanket with you. Yeah, suck your thumb and suck on this. You can't see it, but you know what I'm doing to you. Um, boo-hoo, Sanu. I think boo-hoo, we to... Sanu. We're, we're going to make this happen. Yes. Wow. And you know, I, I mean, really, almost anything else. I mean, the crowd was too loud. The lights were too bright. Anything else would have been a better excuse than this. You know what? I mean, it pairs with that somewhat. <clears throat> and I don't even like the Patriots. I mean, I really, truly, I don't like the Patriots. But you know what? I was rooting for them. Because Tom Brady's kind of the man. Yeah. It I've... pains me to say that, but he is. He's got he's got five rings out of seven appearances. How, how many rings does Sanu have? Zero, none. none. Boo hoo. Oh. Yes. So that that is that is where In I was searching down. Boo has two zeros, just like the two zeros for the Super Bowls that the Falcons have. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a connection. Boo hoo, Sanu. Um, <laughs> I heard this morning on my way out of the house that Barbara Streisand is uh, blaming Donald Trump for her recent weight gain. And uh, you can't Is that one of those things where she, you just, you're so upset, you just 
binge eat because just sadness? It, it must be. Sadness? Is that because that's the only thing I can think of? Well, she says that after she watches the daily news, she's so depressed that she eats too much. I, uh, I eat too much because I like food, but you know. Um, you know what? She she needs to. There's a movie that will help her. Um, uh, she she needs to watch Meet the Fuckers <laughs> and tie into some of that mojo that her and Dustin Hoffman had in that movie. You know, she needs to fuckerize herself and put down the damn food. Stop blaming other people for your weight gain. When I when I gain weight, I know it's because I ate too much. Uh, I don't blame the cook. I don't blame the restaurant. I don't blame anybody else in my life other than myself. Um, <clears throat> You need to. Is a is is it Oprah that does like the Weight Watchers or whatever? Yeah, call Oprah. Call Oprah, Barbara. She knows what's up. Come on, Barbara. Call Oprah. Yeah, Oprah would help you. She gives she gives cars to everybody. She gives everybody gets a car. Everybody gets everything. Maybe she just needs to start giving treadmills to everybody. She needs to give a treadmill to Barbara. You know, maybe she'll get you a Peloton. Because here's here's an idea. Here's an idea. Those Peloton. When you watch the morning news. Watch it on your treadmill. It'll balance out. You'll be all right. Plus, exercise boosts help, helps with endorphins, and you feel better anyway. Well, so and maybe and so so maybe if she watches the news while walking on a treadmill, she won't be as depressed. Yeah, maybe. maybe. We're maybe. solving the world's problems here, folks. Or just you know, don't stock your house with a lot of fatty foods. Maybe yeah. maybe you start there. Uh, and, and I mean, bottom line, I, I really could care less yeah. how, how fat Barbara Streisand gets. I mean, you've, you've had your run at it. She, she's never been relevant in my life. So, I mean, she's been relevant in a lot of things, but for some people, she hasn't. Um, but whatever, Barbara, we don't care. I mean, you've had your career. You've... And furthermore, how much money does she have? She can't hire like a nutritionist or something. Oh yeah. Like at a certain point. If you're going to sit and, and complain and blame people, you got all that money. I, I like to think she probably sleeps on a bed of money. She she could she could certainly hire somebody, yes, other than a nutritionist, but somebody that could, you know, help her exercise, could probably, like, spoon feed her and make sure that she only ate a certain amount. I mean, all that money, and she can't think of a solution to this problem. I, I don't know. Well, Donald Trump was her scapegoat. Uh for her gaining weight. Yeah. Silly. Ridiculous. But anyway, boo-hoo, Sanu. Boo-hoo, Sanu. We, we went off on a tangent, but but the whole point of this is the uh, the Atlanta Falcons have some children on their team. And uh, Sanu, if you're listening, we're at 1291 North Causeway Boulevard, Mandeville, Louisiana. I'd love for you to stop by. We can show off you know, all I'll show wonderful... you my ring. I got, I got a ring on my figure. Yeah, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to come on by. Bring your security blanket. We're probably going to let you know how many rings the Saints have more than you, quite frequently. Um, so yeah, but we're not going to take it easy on you. No, 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 no. This no, is no. this is not a safe zone. Do no. not come in here with your sheltered feelings. We will expose them. In fact, send us an email at podcast at com. Let us know when you're going to be here. We won't tell anybody, but we will make sure that we are wearing all of our proper Saints gear. No, we're going to tell everybody. Uh, yeah, we will. 
In fact, I'll, not, I'll probably have to send an email to the Saints organization to let them know that Boohoo Sanu is here. And in fact, Lady Gaga, or anybody who knows her, I want her here the same day that Sanu is here because I'm going to make sure that she sings for 15 minutes between every insult we throw at her. Uh, yeah. See if that affects his performance while he's here in the lounge. Ouch. 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 Yeah. I'd love for Lady Gaga to show up. Yeah. She's got a great voice. Have you seen her acoustic stuff that she does? Oh, her yeah. little bar tour thing? Fantastic. It is I'm so good. glad she's past the crazy stage. You know, if she was in an artsy stage, I, I never thought she I, was crazy. I don't yeah. know. A, a meat dress, to me, is not really artsy. It's yeah, kind of you remember it. It was smart. Uh, Just as long as know, she, she, you got me on that one. As long as she doesn't go to the other end of the spectrum and become British or, or English, and I'm not saying anything bad about our listeners that are in the UK and, and otherwise, but you know, you got to laugh at them as much as we do. I mean, like Madonna. Oh, she's got a lot of... She, she's all of a sudden from another country. Uh, yeah, and you can throw a bunch of them out there. All these people, when when they get famous, they start talking like they're from somewhere else. Uh, was it Madonna that all of a sudden had an accent? Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, I remember. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> Madonna and Hillary Clinton and a bunch of other people. Uh, Hillary is big on that. She, wherever she's from, she tries you know, to imitate the, the accent. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, especially she 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 loves to play on them southern folks, and she's not from the south. I don't care if your husband was governor of Arkansas, you know, you're not a southerner. But yeah, people who pick up accents from other places, um, be who you are, folks. That's the whole thing. But don't just be who you are. Folks, find yourself a great cigar today on this Monday. Find yourself some great tobacco blends for your pipe. But wherever you are, whatever you're doing, have a great day. And as always, smoke them if you got them. Best devil on my